On June 17, 2014, Shane Hosey was supposed to die. But when I came to collect his soul, Shane challenged me to a board game and won. Since then, he's been extending his life by beating me at every board game in his house. <laughs> but he's run out. Backed into a corner, Shane must now invent new games with which to challenge me, the Grim Reaper. Join Shane and friends in the never-ending quest to cheat death on Grim Designs. Hey guys, it's Shane Hosey of Grim Designs. Uh, you know, you know the story, I'm supposed to be dead, but I'm not because uh, we keep beating the Grim Reaper at board games and now I gotta make another board... You heard the crawl, I don't know why I keep explaining this. Uh, joining me today is my good friend and former producer, Salem. Hello! How are you doing? I'm doing well, how about you? I'm, you know, I'm just fighting death. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I heard. More more so than more so than some people, I will say. Like yeah. we all fight death to a certain degree. Um, but I am have a sort of one-on-one -on -one relationship with specifically the Grim Reaper. You you have a deep personal relationship yes. with the Grim Reaper. We got them to do the uh, opening crawl, but unfortunately, they refused to sign any other paperwork so they won't be appearing on the show. You know, that's a real downer. I got, I had some questions. Well, unfortunately, I'll, I mean, I can try and pass them along, but they're pretty cagey every time we play board games. That's fair. That's uh, fair. But, uh, yeah, so that is what we're doing today. We're actually going to do a role-playing game this time. Uh, I want to remind everyone of the, the rules. We're, we have to make a game that has uh, an objective that you can complete so that there is a winner, basically. We use regular household gaming items like decks of cards, simple dice, casino dice, D&D dice, pen and paper, etc., and the uh, the rules will wind up being on one sheet front to back. So, given that, the title of the game we are working on today is Centaurs and Cubicles. Sort of a business-oriented game theme. Yes, this is uh for for long-time listeners of my podcast, this was one of the one of the last episodes we did a bunch of game titles is sort of a dry run of this show and one of them was uh centaurs and cubicles and salem did a great image yep i, I did a great business centaur photoshop <laughs> uh this is the top half of a businessman and the bottom half of horse yep in a cubicle in a cubicle in an office space yeah uh so i have a kind of an idea of what i want to do with the game you had a different idea because we talked a little bit about it um i'll go first and then you go and okay. then we'll kind of Meet in the middle, we decide what we want to keep, what we want to throw. So my whole thing was, you are playing as a group of centaurs who have varying degrees of skill actually fitting in an office, and the, the mission that you get is, uh, is to do some sort of mundane office thing. You know, sending a fax, getting a promotion, attending a conference somewhere. And uh, your, you have to use a combination of your horse skills and your business skills. Your centaur skills, I should say. Centaur skills. These are specifically centaur-based skills to accomplish these tasks. And if, you know, obviously if you fail, you're all fired. Uh, so there's the, there's the win state right there. And your idea was more like... I was thinking more like a hidden role game um, where, like, you work in an office, but, like, one of your group is a centaur, and so you have to hide your centaur qualities while also accomplishing, like, office-y business tasks. Mm -hmm. what I, I do like that aspect of it. I personally, and this is just my hang-up, I hate hidden role games. 
I think we talked about this at a gaming store recently. We did, You yeah. also hate hidden roll games. I do, but, like, they're very popular right now. You gotta get that SEO, baby. Uh, that's, that's fair, that's fair. Um, I was thinking of an element we could keep from that idea is that, you know, your group is... Your group are all centaurs. All the players are centaurs, but no one else in the office is, and they have to keep it on the down low. Could that be... <laughs> is that anything? Kind of like a roll for stealth, sort of, uh... Yeah, just roll to keep your horse half, like, under wraps. Like, I, I don't know if it's, like, a, a, a mystical thing, or if it's just your boss doesn't look down. <laughs> that could work. I mean, because at that point you'd be playing against the DM, because um, uh, presumably the rest of the office wouldn't be part of the role-playing experience. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as any NPC would be. Because mm-hmm. I guess, like, okay, if it is a hidden role game, what uh, it, it reminds me of uh, one of the McElroy Brothers episodes is um, For Sherlock Holmes and a Vampire. Have you ever heard that episode? I haven't, yeah. The idea is that every player is Sherlock Holmes, one of whom is a vampire, and you randomly determine which one of you is a vampire. Everyone else has a specific trait that is vampire-like that they have to roleplay, like a sunlight sensitivity, an allergy to garlic, neck fetish, mm-hmm. things like that. So if we wanted to do a hidden role game, I, that's like what, where my mind immediately goes. Like, one of you is a, is a centaur, everyone else is, your, like, is way into archery, has shoes that make hoof noises. Like, I, I, I'm trying to think of things like that. A fondness for apples. <laughs> Love them apples. Uh, not the computers. So, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think like it definitely works. Something like that um, would sort of bring more people in. So instead of just everybody like doing their best like LinkedIn role play, you know, business, business. Mm-hmm. You know, n- now you're trying to be like a slightly equine business person without convincing anybody else that you're the centaur. There's levels to it. There's depth. I like it. Okay. Well, okay. Let's let's start with okay. If it's if it's centaurs versus centaur versus the office, what are the fundamental qualities of a centaur? Bottom half is a horse. Number one. Yep. Top half is a person. Top equals human. Bottom equals horse. I guess instead of being you're, you may be a centaur or maybe you're an employee who wears half of a pantomime horse costume. That seems very specific. That's pretty specific. Okay, so uh, next aspect of centaur. Good at archery. Yep, archery is definitely the top. Good at archery. Which, I mean, that's pretty easy to fake in an office environment. Maybe you're just an archery enthusiast. Yeah. Okay, number three. Doesn't wear pants. No pants. Horses don't wear pants. Horses don't wear pants. I'm writing this down in case it sounds like I'm distant. I'm writing it down. Number four. Uh, horny? Is that centaurs? I mean, yeah, historically, the Greeks, horse-like appetites. Horse-like appetites. I mean, like... Should I just write horse-like appetites? Uh, I don't know if we want to be building a horny role-playing game. (laughs) That seems like a very specific niche in the market that I don't think we're really prepared to fill. Okay, so should we just, like, oat crazy? Yeah, oats, apples, sugar cubes. Okay, we'll just write horse diet. Sure. (laughs) I'm trying to get six, because if we get, if we kind of go base six, we can use, you know, six out of die, and those are really common and easy to get. So, mm-hmm. number one, top half human, bottom half horse. Number two, good at archery. Number three, no pants. Horses don't wear pants. Number four, horse diet. Number five, mus- muscly? Muscular? I mean, yeah. Fit? Yeah, centaurs, dude. I don't think I've ever heard or seen a fat An out-of-shape centaur. Yeah, that's not really a thing. I don't know. We could get into, like, a lack of shoes, but I feel like that's also covered by 
no pants. Yeah, I mean, and also, like, I was, I would say hooves, but, like, that's already covered by number one. Yeah. Um, Tricky. Tricky. Ah, what's another, what's another centaur thing? Collection of saddles. Um, (laughs) Has never ridden a horse themselves, because you can't do that if you're... Never ridden a horse, that's fair. Yeah, never ridden a horse. Okay, all right. This is pretty good. Okay, so we've got six aspects that are our centaurs. So now we need the mirror versions of what you could mistake as a centaur. You have like one or more of these qualities. I'm thinking maybe everyone has like two. You know what I mean? You know what you could almost do is just like have these on cards and have everybody draw cards. And so whoever gets one is the centaur because that's what a centaur is. And then the other five just have a quality that's like centaur-esque but could also be human. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So, okay, so then we, in that case, we only need five. So number, we don't have to come up with a mirror for number one. Because number one is just you're a centaur. Your top half is human, your bottom half is horse. So then we just need mirrors for two through six, is what you're saying. Well, no, I was saying we wouldn't need mirrors at all. Like, we, we just write exactly what you have on that list on these six cards, and then hand them out to the, the players. Um, and then so, like, my card would say, you know, horse-like diet. And so that would be part of my role-playing experience, where I would be a, a human office worker who's really into apples and sugar cubes. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. So, no pants. I'll put, in parentheses, horses don't wear pants, but we won't actually write that on the card. Yeah, Just so, no pants. Yeah, no and pants. maybe I wear a skirt. Maybe I'm really into kilts. You don't know. Okay, yeah. Kilts, skirts. Yeah, so I could still be human with that quality. and Because like, number one is the only one where you couldn't be human with that quality. Yeah. So, I guess it's just the role-play aspect of you just assume that no one really notices the horse half. Like, no one, no one like, really looks there. Yeah, I mean... It's rude. It's, I mean, it's kind of an Octodad situation where, like, maybe something's a little off, but you're not going to be that guy and yeah, just... you're not going to be that guy. Okay, so then what is the objective? Is it to find out who's the centaur? Yes. All right. What happens to the centaur? Do they get fired? They get fired. That's... That seems discriminatory. I don't think mythological beasts is a protected class. Find the centaur. Centaur gets fired. I mean, it becomes like, like yeah, I think it's like an OSHA thing too. I mean, we definitely don't have waste facilities for a centaur. I suppose, yeah. I mean, unless they're really good at like holding it. I don't know what horses are. They good at holding it? I, that's not a question I've any, ever thought to ask. Any horse listeners? Write in. Not any centaur listeners. Well, I don't know. Maybe everyone write in. Humans too. Uh, <laughs> how long can you hold it? Right into the show. Um, so, okay. I also like the team is assigned a task. Like, I want to keep that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, that is like a, a random roll chart where it's like, you know, go to the blank. Find the blank. Mm-hmm. Serve blank to blank, you know. Um, when we get to that point, we can like pause the recording and like brainstorm it. So that we're not sitting here in front of the mics and doing it. And then we'll share our lists with the uh, with the players. So the idea in my head is that everyone's trying to do the thing. If the thing is accomplished before the centaur is exposed, the centaur wins? That, I, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that works really well within the meta. Because like if the task is completed without exposing the centaur, the centaur is obviously like so good at being an office worker that... They deserve their job. Exactly. They, they've earned their place. <laughs> Or, uh, I was going to say, if the wrong person is accused of being a centaur, they are then fired wrongfully and sue the company. And so then then everyone else loses. Yeah, I like it. So I went and dug in and found the one-page RPG 
for Sherlock Holmes and a vampire, parentheses, who is also one of the aforementioned Sherlock Holmeses. And it is a, <laughs> it's a role-playing game written by Andrew J. Young. So thank you, Andrew, for this inspiration, at least from my vague recollection of your game. But now we have the rules in front of us. So this one is less of a hidden role game. There's a hidden role element of it, but... I don't know. We have objectives here that's you've you've got motivation for, you know, finding the hidden role, etc. So, oh, I had another idea. Instead of the no pants rules, which is true, but it can't go downstairs. Horses can't go downstairs. I thought that horses like couldn't back downstairs. Like if you could get them to the top and turn them around, they could go down, but that might be it. Okay. Well, it's something to do with stairs. Can't can't do stairs good. Can't can't stairs. I mean, because, like, we could change any number of these. Like, we could go back to the no-shoes thing. Maybe somebody's a barefooter. Ugh. Ugh. Ew. At work? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I but, know. like, I know uh, people like that. Yeah. I mean, any of these could be could be slightly retooled. Um, I do just like the stairs. That's just funny to me. Because, like, a person who just, like, I can't. No, I don't want to go back down the stairs. <laughs> I mean, that's what elevators are for, though. It's true. I, and that's the thing. Like, you know, since you have this objective. And I was thinking of putting, like, a physical timer on it. Like a yeah, that would make someone sense. sets a fifteen twenty minute timer, and you have to complete whatever task it is. The tricky part, of course, is that you know how much of it is going to be like role playing. So we need some sort of conflict resolution mechanic, a stat you roll or something. Yeah, I definitely think so. And like looking at uh, for for Sherlock Holmes and a vampire, like that seems to be predominantly role playing. Yeah, this uh, is a this, this seems to be a pure role playing game with some randomized elements in it. Yeah, we already have. Well, we're not, we're not, actually, we're not using any dice in this right now, because right now we're just using cards, so... I mean, it's not even really cards, I mean, it's some sort of paper out of a hat. Right, yeah, so. exactly. We're, there, so far there have been no, um, real materials used except for a piece of paper and a pencil. Yeah, so far we're pretty lo-fi. Yeah. I also have Lasers and Feelings, which is a one-page RPG by John Harper, based on the songs of the Double Clicks, which I've also heard used and very easily modded, that uses a D6 system. Basically, you have one stat, and you pick a number between 2 and 5, and if you are, let's see, it's, it's uh, a high number means you're better at lasers, technology, science, cold rationality, calm, precise action. A low number means you're better at feelings, intuition, diplomacy, seduction, wild, passionate action. So it could be, you know, centaur or business <laughs> but that might give it away um because i guess my my original idea was based pretty heavily on lasers and feelings which would just be like sort of a standard role-playing game mm -hmm. i would add a couple of different stats like you know the the spectrum between you know it's like archery and Sword paperwork no archery and paperwork uh, so it's like you're either really good at archery or you're better at paperwork and then it's the same thing it's like you know eating oats or, <laughs> or running fast and um uh, administration, you know, things like that. Mm. But eating oats versus drinking coffee. <laughs> drinking coffee, yeah, you gotta you gotta drink coffee. But we also don't have to. We can get into an even simpler mechanic, which is just let me think. All right, let's scale back and think about the task that someone has given to them. So mm -hmm. you have a group of let's say four players. One of them is centaur. The rest of them are business people. Uh, they all have one of one of five weird ticks about them, and we'll probably have like. You know, name your position so that you have, like, you know, maybe a bonus and specific thing. Like, I'm an accountant. I'm a secretary. I'm a whatever. The, let's say the, the goal is deliver the reports to the big boss upstairs. And you mm -hmm. have 15 minutes. So, I guess the question is, is there a DM in this game? It, it could 
definitely work as like a mutual problem solving kind of a thing but Mm -hmm. like having someone as an arbiter might not necessarily bad yeah so some sort of referee uh centaur master stable master i don't know don't like that (laughs) it's bad it's bad it's a bad thing i said so you you have you know a person who is in charge of like okay these are the things you need to do how do you complete them and then you know it's up to the players to well i think we should take the stairs up to the big boss trying to get someone to be weird about stairs and then you might have two players who are like well wouldn't it be faster to take the elevator because you have to keep in mind the time (laughs) and also you know at least two people aren't going to take the stairs one of them might be a centaur so oh here's here's one i think that the centaur should be able to pick one centaur aspect that they just don't have like my centaur is just bad at archery yeah, I mean, we we could borrow a bit more heavily from For Sherlock Holmes and a Vampire and um, do it as a dice roll where, you know, if you roll a six and get Centaur, you pick two of the other traits to have, but then you don't have the others. Yeah, that is true. We could do that. I, I do kind of like that. Of course, you will still have the top half of a human and the bottom half of a horse. Like, that's non-negotiable, but yeah. it's impolite to, to talk about that. So Exactly. And that, that also opens up the possibility for multiple Centaurs. If it's a dice roll. That's true. So you have to find all the centaurs. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it might be more of a, like, a one-night werewolf thing, where as long as you find at least one of the centaurs, the humans win. Yeah, it could be. Because <sighs> you can't fire multiple people. That's true. That's just layoffs at that point. So, like, so does everyone else, like, get a promotion for getting a guy fired? <laughs> I mean... There's more room in the budget. So, every, you know, everyone who stays wins. There's more, just, there's more room in the budget, you know? Yeah. Okay, so more room in budget. Players have job roles, accounted, etc. Do see? Do they have roles or do they have titles? Like titles, titles, yeah, top yeah. job titles. Okay, because I wasn't sure if we were gonna try and like stat out. No secretary versus. Yeah, I would th- just think like you know you pick a job title and that gives you like you know plus two on your d6 when you roll or something like that. I might steal from Burning Wheel and just do like a dice pool with successes where it's like if you get. A three, four, and five, it's a success. If you get a one, two, or three, it's a failure. Yeah, makes it easy. Um, so, you know, it's like tasks need a certain number of passes or fails to, you know, based on what the, the referee wants. And, you know, we could, stealing from laser feelings, lasers and feelings, uh, you know, you get an extra die if you, if it relates to your job. You get an extra die if someone's helping you, you know, et cetera. Et cetera. So, okay. So, yeah, dice pool of uh, D6's Shadowrun style. Yeah. 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 Dice pool. What I like also about the possibility that there are multiple centaurs is uh, one centaur versus all the humans. The humans have a real big incentive to sabotage the the completion of the, the task. You know what I mean? Yeah. So having multiple centaurs and the time limit. Mm-hmm. Time limit. That should keep everyone kind of moving on track. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it's a game. Role play, guys. You gotta really role play. Because, uh, I mean, if, if you fail the task, like, everyone's fired. Yes. Everyone's definitely fired. These notes are atrocious. Um, yeah, it gets a point across. I, I hope so. Because <laughs> I gotta write this down into a document later. Um, well, I mean, it's great that you've got this. Uh... Yeah, but I don't like to listen to the sound of my own voice. Um, <laughs> I think that we could probably pause for a little bit, come up with some, like, charts for randomly rolling your task, etc., and uh, maybe coming up with a few, I don't know, maybe some basic stats, like a brawn, brawn agility charm and wits or whatever. If you, yeah, if but I mean, at this point, it's going to be like, you know, you know, phone, fax machine, email, and... Uh... 
Yeah, that's true. I think keeping it just to straight uh, the your your job title is fine, and then having the the basic mechanic just just roll high. You just want to roll high. Anyway, we'll take a pause. Uh, enjoy this this brief ad plug for Sobelo Media. And welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. All right, welcome back. We've got a list of objectives that the uh, team must accomplish, and we've got some job titles that everyone can pick from. So let's just run down the the six job titles that we have. So I think the idea is that these would give you bonuses in certain situations. You get an extra die to roll, and what we have is a secretary, union rep, accountant, IT, HR, and security. So, I mean, obviously, like, a lot of those are going to have better bonuses given tasks um but uh i think those are all pretty self-explanatory like people have pretty good ideas of what those would be and you know you make a case to the game runner if you want to use that extra die space on your role yeah like i you know i feel like security and secretary are both more like people facing positions and so you'd be better at like you know negotiating maybe yeah um or if you need to take someone down yeah (laughs) and you know um IT's better, like, you know, if you have to deal with sending a fax or whatever. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So uh, we have 12 tasks, and the idea is that you have um, two rows of six tasks that the uh, game runner would uh, roll a D6 on each chart to get two tasks, or, you know, we might just number it so that you roll two D6 and add them together and you find the number on the chart. Anyway, in either case whatever it winds up looking like on the document you'll find out when you download it uh so here are the 12 tasks we have deliver the report upstairs we were trying to give these a lot of varied um styles of tasks styles of tasks and locations yeah because one of the ideas that you're moving around the building a lot uh so deliver report upstairs archive expenses in basement attend meeting in cafeteria defeat troll supply for supply closet key uh we uh, got to a, a point where it's like maybe we should just start adding fantasy elements so that the centaur seems a little less out of place but it's still apparently a racist company um aren't they all and they are uh fix paper jam in copy room attend sensitivity training at hr and i made a note in parentheses it's mandatory nobody's in trouble tell the intern that he's fired in the break room salem pointed out that's pretty much uh, unethical and illegal yeah no there's a lot of problems with that one so should we change it or i i mean change it to what is the real question i firing someone is good yeah. as a task as a task to do in the game about centaurs it's fun firing someone in a game where the point is to fire someone seems redundant yeah but this is a someone who's been like i mean i wrote in the break room because i worked with a guy who had to fire because he spent too much time in the break room so uh that's kind of where my my whole thing was coming from this guy already is losing his job you know okay well first of all if it's an intern you're not firing them because they don't work for you you're letting them go semantics kicking them out of the (laughs) kicking them out of the break room fine fine uh you can't do that in public anyway like there are laws about this all right what about kick the intern out of the break room which is like make make him go do something yeah make him go do something i respect that and you know of course he's gonna be uh 
reticent to do so because you're not his boss. Okay, kick the intern out of... Okay, I'm just going to put a star there. Remove pixies from the snack drawer, snack cupboard. <laughs> Escape the wizard's gossip at the water cooler. Yep. So it was originally uh, solve the wizard's riddle, but uh, Salem pointed out that that puts a lot of pressure on the game runner. We're already providing a lot of random charts. You don't need to provide a random riddle or have them Google a riddle. Although, here's a game master tip for all of you out there. This is what I told Salem. If you ever put in a position where you have to think of a riddle in a role-playing situation, you're running the game, just make up a nonsense phrase of some sort of line of poetry, and then just let the players guess until you think that they got it right. You know? That's it. See, I've got a, kind of the opposite approach to riddles, where, like, I approach them really pragmatically in ways that players hate. So, like, um, the classic, what's green hangs on a wall and whistles... Uh-huh. The answer is a herring. You know, a herring isn't green, but you can paint it green. A herring doesn't hang on, hang on a wall, but you can nail it to a wall. But a herring doesn't whistle. Well, I just put that in to keep it from being too obvious. Yeah, there you go. So uh, you can either use either way, but we decided to just get rid of the riddles altogether. So you have to escape this wizard's powerful desire to gossip with you. And there might be like ice walls and uh, sleep spells involved. Who knows? It depends on how keen he is to tell you about the last episode of Game of Thrones. Ooh, that Game of Thrones so juicy. Uh, <laughs> get a list of office supplies to order. I kind of like the idea of you going around asking your coworkers if they're out of staples, etc. Uh, attend the business lunch and quarterly review a coworker or coworkers, depending. So those are our tasks. The idea is that you get two and you have fifteen minutes to accomplish them. Real time minutes. So, yeah, that works out to about seven and a half minutes per, which is a good amount of time to let you kind of breathe in the space, role play, and have fun with your friends. Because that's the idea. Because, hey, guys, if you ain't laughing while you're playing, are you really having fun? Are you? Think about it. Search in your heart. These are the real questions. So what I'm thinking in terms of the time limit, so seven and a half minutes per task, uh-huh. uh, and then the, the last, like, five minutes of the game, so you have 15 minutes per task, and then I think five minutes to discuss negotiate point fingers uh, oh so you think that there should be a period of time where at the end of the game there is an accusation made yes okay I, I, I don't necessarily think it should be like you know wrap up the tasks and then put it to a vote you know i think there should be enough time for people to make a case against one one another so 15 uh, minutes to do the tasks and five minutes to deliberate i think yeah five minutes or i mean you could you could shave it down to three yeah, I guess if we're using timers, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll just put three to five minutes to deliberate. Yeah. Less time might be better. You know, force people to be quick about it. Now, is it one of those things where it has to be unanimous? I I think, with such a small group, I think it would have to be, uh, well, you could do a simple majority, but like, it just doesn't sound as much fun. I think, yeah, unanimous would be, because that's trickier. Yeah. Well, the only thing is... If you have more than one centaur. Because if you're accusing one person... Yes. Then, uh, you know, one, the other... Like, if there's two centaurs and the other person is like, what do they do? Like, yeah or no? Because if they just say no and they don't get the majority, then the centaurs both go free. You know what I mean? Like, do you have to, like... Do you have the ability to accuse more than one person? Okay, you've got a fair point there. I think that as long as one actual centaur gets a majority vote, then the centaurs lose. Okay, so it is a majority. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, I think a majority and not unanimous. But yeah, so as long as at least one actual centaur gets a majority vote, then I think that counts. 
one centaur goes down, humans win. Because the other centaurs are just so demoralized. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they've seen how this company treats centaurs. Like, yeah, they're exactly. They're just gonna quit. This, like... is, this, is some, this is some bullshit. This is some horse shit. This is some real horse shit. Okay, so you have a game that lasts basically a half an hour. You make characters, you play for 15 minutes, you deliberate for 3 to 5 minutes, you know. Yeah. Because I also think that there should be, uh, you know, a, a time to introduce your character before the actual tasks are handed down. So it's basically, you get the tasks and you, the boss says go, and then you have 15 minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... I feel like character creation is going to be pretty quick because if we're just doing it as slips of paper, you grab a, a quality and a job description, and so you're not really putting a lot of. Yeah, well, I think that I think it should be a roll. I think it should be a dice roll. It keeps, uh, you know, it keeps the paper clutter down. You're just rolling a chart on the on the sheet. Yeah. On the game rolls. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, even so, like that's gonna be pretty quick. Yeah, do we do we want to add an element of like uh, business sonas where you like have to come up with a name? Oh, absolutely! You I... have to have a name. You have to have a physical description of your face at least. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of digging that. So you know, you roll up your secretary who's really into sugar cubes, and you know, get to tell everybody about uh, Karen. Yeah, I think that you have to have. You have a name, a title, and one fun fact. You have to make up your own fun fact. Yes, I like that. It's an icebreaker game. You play the icebreaker game. Okay, so there's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the formulation of the, the play. is Icebreaker game. Character creation, icebreaker game, tasks, jacques. Yes, okay. love it. Okay. And it has to be like a business-related fun fact. Okay, so business-related. Like, I was thinking it could be like completely... Just like, I love to go to the pool. Well, like, I... I don't know. I suppose you could. I just, I don't know how that really helps flesh out your business sona. Well, I mean, it fleshes you out as a person. And, you know, what if what what is a business person if not a person? Business. Business. <laughs> Are centaurs allowed in the pool in this universe? Like, I mean, could we... Wow, that's, that's a real... <laughs> that's a real deep one right there. I don't know if I have time to get into that. Uh, there are already terrible and weird racial implications. Oh yeah, there yeah, are. Like, this is a bad. This is a bad world. This is a capitalist hell. Centaurs and cubicles. I think. You know, but you know what it is right now, though. I think it's a game, baby. <laughs> yep, I think we got there. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for <laughs> crafting this out. You can check the notes in the description. Going to be a link to the game. It'll be a one-page PDF you can download and play at home with your friends or your enemies, whoever. I don't, I don't judge you who you spend your time with. Although, treat yourself right, you know? Like, surround yourself with love, not hate. True. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good sign-off for this show, and I think that's it. I'm just kidding. It's not going to be it. Unless it is. I don't know. Tune in next episode to see if that's the tagline for the show. <laughs> Salem, do you have anything to say to the crowd before we leave? No, I think you covered it. All right. Surround yourself with love, not hate. Ha <laughs> ha! Now for the outro with a completely different mic and a, probably a different uh, audio quality completely, but that's okay. That was Grim Designs you just listened to. It's a, it's a fun show that I hope you enjoyed. I want to thank uh, producer, former producer Salem for joining me as a guest. Uh, you can check them out. 
in real life, if you ever find them, uh, like a like a like a wood or like a wood elf hidden in the mist, you can check us out on social media at Grim Designs Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and Grim Design Pod at gmail.com. So the S of the Twitter and Instagram, the no S on the Gmail. I'm not going to fix it. I'm just not going to fix it. It's it's not a big deal. Um, if you have an idea for a game theme or game title that you want to see us try and work, you can send us a message on any of those formats. I want to thank Jennifer Richards for our theme and also doing the voice modulation on... Uh, uh, sorry, did I say voice modulation? I meant uh, sitting in and recording Death uh, when Death came and recorded their intro. Haha, <laughs> definitely that. Not any audio quality mixing or... Uh, uh, soundscape design definitely didn't do that but thanks for it anyway we're also part of so below media you can check out sobelowmedia.com all the other great shows boo haha afternoonified etc afternoonified is a good one that is like a weird history podcast you should check them out i probably did an ad for them earlier on but you should check them out or i'll kill you i know the grim reaper Personally, I had a soda, so this has got a weird energy to it. Once again, thanks for listening. I I guess uh, fill your life with love, not hate. A lot of blood. Yeah. Why do you need so much? Lots of blood vessels. Gotta fill them up with something. <laughs> Gotta put something in there. Yeah. Can't put piss in there. It'll kill you. It's true. Can't use piss. It'll kill you. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.